Hello and welcome. It's Friday, the 20th of September, 2019. This is episode 115. Today, Tesla gets smarter. Mercedes quits gasoline engines. And somebody writes something stupid. All this, right now. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, I want to touch on something very briefly. Um, I uh, had a chance to drive a Tesla Model 3 again the other day. It's the performance with the, what is it, I guess, hardware 2.5 and the latest software updates. And it had been, I don't know, a couple of months since I had last taken one on a proper test drive. And I, I just wanted to share something pretty remarkable that I noticed. Um, I mean, it was subtle. So, so admittedly, I might be wrong about this. It could just be my imagination. I'm Hoping I'll get a chance later today or tomorrow to try once again. I was in pretty heavy stop-and-go traffic for about 20, 25 minutes uh, on the 101 freeway here in Northern California uh, in Marin County. And I set the autopilot as soon as I entered the freeway. And at first I didn't even notice. And then it suddenly hit me. The car was driving with an absolutely astonishing level of, dare I say, humanness. It, it, it was, it wasn't doing anything that annoyed me. And what I mean by that are things like, um, so, so one of the things that it used to do a lot of, and indeed all the various semi-autonomous systems out there do it, do, do the same sorts of things. Um, so there's two things in particular. One is, and it's most noticeable in stop and go traffic is that the car just leaves it, it doesn't only leave too much space, at least initially, between you and the car in front. There's a massive lag. So, for example, if the car in front starts to move and then then the Tesla starts to go, but far later than you might have started to go. Um, similarly, if the car in front starts to brake, the Tesla starts to brake way too early. Um, and then, as I say, just leaves far too much distance. But in this case, no, the Tesla was kind of just keeping right up with the car in front and keeping, <laughs> in some cases, almost a little bit too much of a close distance, closer maybe almost than what I would have kept myself. And the second point is it's anticipation of vehicles cutting in front is astoundingly improved. Um, like it used to be the case that if a vehicle to your right and in front of you started to cut in front of you, then the the vehicle in front would have to have crossed pretty much entirely in front of you, meaning all four wheels across the line, the lane marker, before the Tesla would sort of recognize and start to slow down. In this case, though, it seemed to be the case that the Tesla was really anticipating the vehicle just as it began to nudge towards that that line, uh, the, the lane marker. Um, and certainly once the first two wheels did indeed start to uh, touch and then cross over the lane marker. So, so the result was a much smoother 
I guess, transition, a much smoother transition from steady state driving or accelerating down to, well, slowing down to permit the vehicle in front to cross in, in, front, of, in front of the Tesla. This produced a radically smoother experience, um, something I had never noticed before. Again, this could have been my imagination. I am hoping to try once again. Uh, no idea. Um, whether I'll be able to get that same sense that I just had, but I, I have to say, uh, I don't know. Th- this to me was a really huge step change improvement. I mean, huh, I mentioned earlier it was a subtle improvement. Yeah, okay, it, it was subtle in the sense that I can't even be sure whether I was imagining it or not. But if indeed I am correct that there was such an improvement, yeah, it's subtle, but it's a tremendous step change improvement. I think because it, if I'm correct. The car just went from being mm, able to do something, namely navigate, stop, and go traffic, to being capable at doing it. Meaning I didn't ever not once get annoyed or concerned or bothered in any such way. So that's pretty huge. Anyway, that's all I've got to say on that. If anyone has any thoughts or feedback, if any of you have access, if you own a Tesla and you're able to, and you're running the latest software update, do let me know. Shoot me a note. I'm really curious what you think. But um I'll, I'll see if I can get another shot to give it test drive, and I will let you know what I find. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. All right, so as it's Friday, I hope you'll uh, allow a bit of a tangent to our usual specifically singularly focused discussion on autonomous vehicles and um, kind of have a bit of a chat on electric vehicles because this is some pretty huge news that really warrants discussion and... Again, any autonomous vehicle will be electric going forward, and any electric vehicle will be autonomous. So they certainly go hand in hand. You may have heard the news already just out yesterday, uh, according to German car magazine Automotor und Sport. Um, Apparently, Daimler, parent company of Mercedes-Benz, have announced they're going to stop development of next-gen internal combustion engines solely to focus on electric cars. I mean, think about this for a second. I had to read this several times in a row before I wrapped my head around it and realized that I was actually meant to interpret that headline at face value. This this is, uh, th- there's no reading between the lines here. Mercedes-Benz are going to start develop, stop developing internal combustion engines. I mean, apparently they will continue to kind of tweak and improve existing uh, motors for their cars, but insofar as researching and development of so-called next-generation combustion engines, they're done. I mean, this is extraordinary. This is uh, this is really mind-blowing stuff. You know, if it sounds vaguely familiar, it's because, as you might recall, Volkswagen announced in the past, well, really since Dieselgate. Well, wow, that was 2015, I think. Okay, that's, that's, that's the time is kind of flying by. <laughs> um, but yeah, Volkswagen announced a while back that they were indeed doing an about face. They were just doing a full 180, uh, quitting diesel altogether to focus also singularly on electric. I think 
Um, surely they're going to be moving away from regular, uh, you know, non-diesel internal combustion engines pretty soon as well. But 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 again, just looking back here at, at Mercedes' announcement here, this is this is incredible news. Um, you know, I, I suspect at this point it's probably going to be a little more than kind of marketing puffery, as it were. I mean, it's a great way to make, admittedly, well, as we're demonstrating by this discussion, some pretty spectacular headlines and discussions. Um, I think as a practical matter, obviously, from the consumer side of things, we're not going to see much of a change. I would imagine going forward, you, you know, we're just going to see, as as indeed the article suggests, tweaks, edits, updates here and there to the various engine lineups for their various vehicles uh, i'm sure the amgs at the top of the line will continue to get even more turbo boost and produce even more ridiculous horsepower and torques um while the smaller cars will probably start to eke out a bit more mpgs here and there but but again if this is meant to be taken at face value this is kind of really actually the end of the road what an amazing thing and and you know and okay but let's let's actually tie this back now a bit more to strictly speaking, autonomous vehicle development, right? So so one of the neat things about, about electric vehicles is just how well they lend themselves to um, autonomous vehicle uh, systems, right? So there's a couple things. First, I mean, it, at least mechanically, an electric car is a vastly simpler thing to to an internal combustion engine car. There's far fewer moving parts. There's less things to go wrong. And by virtue of being virtue of being fully electric, obviously everything just kind of integrates much much better, right? So, so one of the amazing things, for instance, um, before again specifically addressing the autonomous part of all this, you know, if you've stopped to think about it, it's pretty mind blowing that that a Tesla can accelerate from zero to sixty, I should say zero to sixty two or a hundred or a hundred kilometers per hour. It's pretty astonishing a Tesla can do that time and time again, over and over again, without spinning its wheels now obviously they've got some pretty sticky tires on there for sure but even that shouldn't be sufficient for those of you who are true diehard car enthusiasts like me you might remember that nissan's famous gtr supercar otherwise known as godzilla not only does it have nitrogen filled tires it's got some sort of ribs or ribbing inside of the the wheel uh designed to kind of well grab onto the tire because it's it's acceleration from a standing start is just so violent that the concern and again this just this could have just been really clever hyperbolic marketing i suppose but but the concern was that the 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 wheel would would slip inside of the tire during hard accelerations during during a standing launch um but but here meanwhile we've got a tesla which is dumping I'm forgetting the number now, what, seven or 800 torques to the wheels and nothing goes wrong. Nothing breaks. The wheel doesn't rip off the tire on the inside that the tires themselves manage to find grip. Well, this is all because of the fact that the electric powertrain and indeed all the, the traction control systems are able to effectively dynamically, you know, distribute the power with almost instantaneously quick updates. So so just to throw some random numbers out there, let's suppose that a mechanical traction control system, I say mechanical, uh, a, a traction control system for a, a combustion engine vehicle, right? Let, let's suppose that the engine can retard power and the individual wheel brakes can grab at the wheel, say several tens or maybe even several hundred times per second 
in an effort to combat wheel slippage, right? Um, and this is perhaps due either to a standing start or maybe just driving on snow and ice, say. But regardless, there is, there is kind of a finite limit, right? There's an upper bound to how well it can do. Thinking about this in the reverse for a moment, for those of you who have a lot of experience in snow and ice driving, you may have noticed that if you've got a sensitive enough foot and enough time and practice in the snow and ice, and this is certainly something that I've tested quite a few times up in Tahoe, you can actually threshold brake the vehicle yourself and bring it to a stop quicker than the ABS system in your car. As an aside, I don't know if this is true for Tesla, but I'm trying to make a point here that, that, that you know, the, the, the rate at which the ABS systems can modulate the brakes, uh, it's, 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 it's a very, how do I say this? Um, because it's not able to brake consistently, it's basically pulsing the brakes, right? So many times per second. Well, that means that there is some non-zero amount of time during which the wheels are locked up and therefore the car is slipping actually. And so every time that it slips, it's actually extending the stopping distance. And so if you if you're really careful and you 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 apply just just the right amount of braking force to, to the point where the wheels are just about to lock up, but they never but here's the crucial bit, right? They never actually do lock up. Well, then you're able to bring the car to a stop sooner than with the ABS systems. And this really does work. Uh, winter is coming, as they say. Uh, give it a shot and drive yourself in a parking lot. Um, anyway, um, so so going back to the traction control systems, right? So, so kind of in the reverse direction then, so to speak. Um, yeah, so with the Tesla, what's happening is because the electronic system is able to so effectively modulate the traction control, like just in real time with virtually no delay, no hesitation whatsoever. In this way, it's able to perfectly distribute that power without any wheel slippage whatsoever. And this is just all kind of a roundabout way of showing just how well, how perfectly suited a fully electric powertrain is to, well, smooth power delivery, the car generally, all these things combined. So then you think about an autonomous vehicle system. And I think even without knowing anything about how these cars work, isn't it just intuitive that they should work so much better? They go really hand in hand. So I think perhaps it's not too far a stretch to say that in the same way that, well, I guess what I'm trying to say is it, it makes sense to me that that the various vehicle manufacturers out there are seemingly turning their backs on traditional combustion engine powertrains while simultaneously embracing autonomous vehicle development, because the two just kind of go hand in hand, and it makes really good sense. And it's where things are going. I mean, the only way in which one could pretend not to accept such a future is if either A, they've got some vested interest in maintaining the status quo, which, yeah, anyway, um, or, or B, uh, I don't know, really, head stuck in the sand under a rock, who knows? So, so anyway, this, this is some pretty spectacular news. This is remarkable news coming out of Germany with respect to Mercedes finally quitting internal combustion engine research. This is, this is mind-blowing stuff. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
All right. So to close things out today, I've got to discuss something really pretty ridiculous here. Um, I don't usually like to do segments just for the purpose of critiquing blatant stupidity, but given the magnitude and indeed the presence of this particular article, in this case by one Anton Wallman on The Street. So this article, you've, you've got to give it a read for yourself. The title is The Attack on Saudi Oil Shows Why Driverless Cars Will Never Become Legal. Subtitle, What is a Driverless Car If Not a 5,000-Pound Land-Based Drone? Now, apart from my analogy not too long ago that we needed an uh, an FAVA, a Federal Autonomous Vehicle Administration, because uh, autonomous vehicles are effectively not ordinary cars in the traditional sense of the word, and that when pressed by others whether whether the FAA might be suitable to handle the management, the regulation of autonomous vehicles generally, and whether therefore an FAVA would suddenly supersede the FAA insofar as its regulation of drones, uh, I sort of threw my hands up in the air and I said, no, let's keep the FAA uh, the sole regulatory body with respect to airborne autonomous vehicles like drones because, true, although autonomous vehicles, meaning autonomous cars and trucks, uh, are effectively drones at that point. They are indeed ground-based. They are land-based. They travel with wheels, not with wings or rotor blades or other such airborne locomotion. They are therefore their own thing. This is all just sort of a roundabout way of acknowledging that indeed, look, I sort of can see the argument that that autonomous vehicles with respect to cars are effectively drones, yes. But to argue that therefore they can be that therefore they should be uh, rendered illegal. They should be never allowed on roads. Actually, let me just skip ahead to the end of this article, right? The final sentence reads, and I am quoting verbatim, the question is only how quickly such a write-off will have to be realized. Will it be closer to two years from now or 10 years from now? Um, so I just, you know, just looking through this article, I, I can't even tell whether this is an attempt to just sort of troll the whole industry or what, because... Um, again, the, the, the fourth paragraph, really the, for the fourth sentence, the way this article is written, um, what is a driverless car, if not a 5,000 pound land-based drone? Um, this, this is, this is actually an absurd argument. Look, to, to, to argue that we shouldn't have autonomous cars because they're effectively land-based drones. That's like arguing that we shouldn't have, I don't know civil aviation aircraft like a Cessna 152 because aircraft can be used for attack and indeed we have fighter aircraft or that we shouldn't have, I don't know, paddle boats or even recreational power boats because, I don't know, some vehicles, some some boats out there are destroyers. I I don't even know. This is like the stupidest argument I've ever read, actually. Um, I, I just the reason I'm calling it out though is not because it warrants any modicum of intelligent conversation, but rather because it, it kind of illustrates really well the 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 extent to an absurd degree to which there are many parties curiously interested to hinder the proliferation of these of this incredible new technology. Um, I, I can't really imagine any sort of vested vested interest in not allowing these. To, to progress. Um, 
In fact, arguably, I mean, just thinking out loud here, I mean, look, look, Tesla is an American company. It's an American success story, right? It's it's really bringing back the automobile production to America. It's the the entire automobile or autonomous vehicle industry is, and I've said for some time now, I believe it's going to really result in the complete and thorough renaissance, rejuvenation of, say, Detroit and indeed even Pittsburgh, which of course now is really becoming the epicenter of all things autonomous vehicles. So the only the only people I can imagine who might have some sort of vested interest in hindering this progress are those who are well, I was going to say fundamentally against autonomous vehicles generally, but but no, that can't be it, can it? It's got to be folks who are against electric vehicles, right? So so obviously there's this there's this really nice kind of duality, right? So all all electric vehicles being developed are being developed with at least some degree of automation, and frankly, all vehicles being developed with automation are electric or at least um, really deep hybrids, right? So. I I can only imagine folks being opposed or otherwise wishing to see the demise or at least the slowing of autonomous vehicle research and deployment as those people still who are very much against electric vehicle development. Um, I know that might be a bit of a stretch, but I, you know, to this guy's credit, again, I have no idea who he is. And frankly, I challenge you, sir, to come on this podcast and we can have a bit of a chat on this. And you'll excuse me there for my admittedly overly biased reaction against all that you have written. Um... I mean, I'm really curious. Like, what is the deal here? So, yeah, I, I would very much welcome a chat, actually, uh, with Mr. Anton Wallman. Um, if you're listening, if anybody knows him, please go ahead and uh, shoot me a note, make an intro, and so on. Because we should really have a talk about this. This is ridiculous. All right, well, that's a wrap for today. Thank you so much for listening. It is Friday, so until next time, that'll be on Tuesday. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye.